Good morning. This is the Daily Wrestling News for January 7th, 2021. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful Treasure Coast of the Sunshine State. And I am joined today by the senior NXT correspondent to the Essential Wrestling Podcast, Mr. John Smith. John, how are you? Doing great, man. Had a fun night last night watching four hours of wrestling. How, how are you, man? How was the show last night? How the, the show was good. I was there with one of my closest friends. Oh, come on. You couldn't show me that in pre-production so I could I could prepare myself to vomit? Yeah, and uh, I was at the Dynamite show last night, and um, they were promoting the new TBS show, Go Big Show, and they were handing out signs for all the hosts, and I happened to get a Cody Rhodes one. Um, so there you go, and you just saw it. So. Yeah, so do me a favor, send, ship that over to me so I can make a dartboard out of it, all right? <laughs> My wife is saying that she's going to, like, come in, you know, at some point and draw, like, the mustache on it or horns on it or things like that. So, you know, it's kind of – it's been spoken for. <laughs> but once the, once the mustache and the horns are on it, for sure, I'll send it your way. Awesome. <laughs> um, we have a, a lot to talk about today. Uh, we, of course, going to have the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you question, better question of the day. We have AEW and Dynamite from last night. I've got a couple of the news items that we may sneak in, but we have trivia at the end of the show. And, John, it is a competitive week. Travis didn't do so well, but John DeConi and Al, they both hit the perfect plex for the W. So you got some pressure. Yeah, I saw all three of those, and I mean, I I think I don't think I would have went perfect on any of the three days, so I'm hoping that you got a little something easier for me today. Well, since you can't research it, and I'll tease it so that people listen all the way through the show, we are doing Finn Balor trivia today. So it's not a specific show; it's Finn Balor WWE slash NXT Championship uh, trivia at the end of the show. So, uh, okay. well, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, and we'll get, we'll get this thing going on the road here in a second, but let's see. I think Mr. Al Carl has already registered his vote for, uh, his, uh, ridiculously random question. So, okay. Let me, let me get this thing rolling. So you ready? I am. Okay, today's ridiculously random uh, question is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join the league now at prowrestlingpick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the nerds. Okay, John, your question is, what is your favorite Disney movie? Uh, um, I had to think about this a little bit because I'm not big into Disney. Uh, Lion King crossed my mind. That was the only one I really liked as a kid, but I got to go with Toy Story. I know it's kind of like a cop-out. It's Pixar. I know it, it also is Disney, but, you know, I just – I love Tom Hanks. I love um, Tim Allen, and all, all four of the movies are good, so I got to go with that. And, you know, I'd like to agree with Al and say Frozen, but I've actually never seen Frozen Although I did see Frozen on Ice, thanks to Al. <laughs> <laughs> All 
So, uh, yeah, um, I think mine from childhood is Aladdin. And it's interesting. You brought up Lion King, Aladdin. These things have all been remade into sort of live action movies these days. And those are pretty good as well. Um, and you brought up Pixar yesterday, or was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday I was wearing my Buzz Lightyear shirt on the show. So that would have been. I you know, should, have, should have saved that for today. Instead, I, I have a different Disney franchise on today. I'm wearing uh, Star Wars. So, okay. okay, well, with that new, with that uh, non-wrestling stuff behind us, let's jump into uh, wrestling. And we had two really good shows last night. And I'm putting you on the hot seat, site, hot seat right now. Which one was better? Okay. Um... I definitely think AEW had the better main event. Okay. AEW had the better conclusion overall, you know, the way with the forming of the Bullet Club. But top to bottom, I think the matches on NXT were, you know, much better. I mean, there wasn't a bad match. Even, like, the throwaway um, Gargano's versus Kushida and uh, Shotzi. It was, it was a nice, fun little segment because of the, um, the little interview segment beforehand. I mean – the top to bottom, the show was great. You know, I, I thought the uh, AEW show was a little lagging in the middle. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with NXT. But, you know, that main event, like, everything they say about Kenny Omega is true. You know, like, it's epic almost every time he he wants it to be epic. So, you know, yeah. you got to hand it to him. Yeah, and, you know, I think, you know, if we were been paying close attention, we could have seen the Good Brothers coming, you know, but still, like – we, we could see it and we wanted to see it. So it was kind of an awesome conclusion, but then the young bucks, you weren't really sure which way they were going to go. And I don't think we're really sure which way they're going to stick. So we'll talk about that when we do the dynamite recap, but I agree with you. I think, I think NXT had the better overall show, even if AEW had some more, inter some interesting moments. So, uh, well, let's jump into NXT. Um, Loomis started the show. Dexter Loomis started by turning on the lights at the Capitol Wrestling Center. He uh, he flipped that switch, and it went from a dark room with nobody in it to fully decorated with tons of fans. So, um, and we immediately went to Karrion Cross and Damian Priest, and, and Cross got the win using an elbow strike to the back of the head. Match went 15 minutes 28 seconds, commercial free. Hot start to the show, John. You like that match? Yeah, that was a hell of a match. Um, I mean, Priest didn't really get too much going for him. You know, he got beat up pr pretty bad all towards the beginning, and then he he had a he had a, like um, I don't know, he had a nice little rally at the end. But then you get the suplex, then a power bomb, then he then cross bangs him into the steel beam, then slams him onto the steel steps, brings him into the ring. For some reason, Damian Priest decides to taunt him instead of, you know, coming at him. Then you get a Doomsday Saito, and then he just clocked him in the back of the head. I've never seen him do that to finish a match before. I was I was geeking out the whole time because I love Cross so much, and Scarlet is a smoke show, and that's why they <laughs> had this because Priest needs to watch his mouth, right? Yeah. Well, and it, you know, it's interesting because whenever I think of carrying Cross, like having a match. I, I would never say, I bet this match is going to go 15 minutes. I would think, you know, you know, six minutes or less, you know, and Cross is going to pretty much have this guy wrapped up. So I think that was that was the protection behind Priest, right? He last, stood there and lasted with him for a while. Um, 
Rumors abound that he's going to be moving up, Priest, by the way. So maybe this was his loss on the way out of uh, NXT. So we shall see. Um, yeah, I think uh, Priest needs to hit the weight room a little bit, though. When he when he put that uh, razor's edge on him, that wasn't him selling the rib injury. That was him not having the strength to get him up. So well, he's was, used to fighting Johnny Gargano and Leon Ruff, and you know he could probably, you know, <laughs> those guys are no problem for him to do it too. But you're right, exactly. bigger guy like Karen Cross is a different story. So after the uh, after that match, we did go to commercial, came back, and we had some teams announced for the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic, and uh, we got Kurt Stallion and August Gray, most notably seen on 205 Live. You have Imperium, Drake Maverick, and Killian Dane, the undisputed era of Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, Everrise, Brazongo, and Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, I noticed that the, you know, the team that I picked to win the whole thing, Samir and Sunil Singh, weren't on the list, but they did say some more will be added. Uh, I'll put you on the spot right now. Who do you think wins the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic? Well, the way I see it, there's only room for one more because you just mentioned seven teams. So the Singh brothers do have a shot at this, but I'm not going to go with them. Um, I'm I'm going to probably have to say the Grizzled Young Veterans take this one. Yeah, yeah, that's – I think that's a – you know, they, they made it kind of deep into the tournament last year, and I think uh, there's a lot of momentum behind them right now. I, I agree. I think that's probably where they go, and maybe they get their the tag title shot at uh, on Valentine's Day. So Yeah, that's almost too obvious, though. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went somewhere else with it. Everrise would have been my – my surprise team, but they're they're fighting each other in the first round. I w- I wanted that to be the finals, and then not know who's going right. to win. But you know, yeah, grizzled young veterans. Well, with your expertise in mind, we got a question from Pedro. He wants to know: Is Tegan Knox coming back? And I, I don't think we know the answer when that's happening, but it seems like it's inevitable. Um, was this Rhea Ripley's last match at NXT? Is she also going to be moving up? What do you think, John? Um, that we we got that brought up the other day on the uh, podcast and I said I don't think it was Rhea's done but the way that match ended it almost seemed like it should be the way that she that she goes out of NXT so I'm gonna flip the script in that and agree with with our viewer here and say that it, it is her last appearance in NXT and as far as Tegan Knox is concerned um, I mean that injury was pretty bad I don't know how long she's been out but I think that they're going to wait a little bit, a little while longer, so she can come back in the right way against. Yeah, they got they got to wait until she's a hundred percent because, you know, she has been so injury prone, so they can't really take a risk on that. Um, of course, now we don't know anything in regards. We don't have any of this information confirmed, but we're just, you know, speculating since the question was asked. So, right. Um, Adam Cole disagrees with us. He says that they're going to win the Dusty Cup, and uh, as a continuation of the Golden Prophecy. Um, but then we moved into the Santos Escobar and Granamata Leak match, uh, which Santos Escobar won with the Phantom Driver in 12 minutes. I thought Metal Leak looked incredible in this match. Um, everything was really smooth. You know, he did a bunch of high risk stuff that didn't look bad. Like I, I was never concerned that like he was going to kill himself or anything, which is what you see most of the time when people do those moves. Um, you liked this match too, or yeah, I mean. I- I like seeing uh, Escobar do some lucha because he doesn't normally do that. Right. And I like I liked seeing the beginning of the match where they were, you know, just trading off back and forth. Then, you know, he took over with his power style, but 
you know, you got to then I got to see Metalik do all his crazy springboard stuff. He did some sort of springboard somersault Hurricane Rana off the top rope. It was crazy, and um, I mean, this this is how Lucha should be, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We don't get to see it that often, so I was really excited seeing that, like that this match was announced. Happy to see it, and it and just goes to show you that Grand Metalik. Um, while he's maybe we thought out of practice a little bit, he's still very crisp. Like um, you know, when they need a good match, they can always bust him out. They're never going to push him to win, but you know, we need a good match out of you know AJ Styles, so let's put him with Grand Metal League. We need a good match out of Santos Escobar, let's put him with Grand Metal League. So um, exactly. So Zaya Lee came back, and and she came back in pretty interesting fashion. A new entrance, creepy lady at the top. Boa's coming down with her all dressed up. Um, Kat, uh, Katrina Cortez was the opponent. Um, wasn't much of an opponent. Running knee strike and a roundhouse kick in minute 27 seconds. And that, that thing was everything was done. But um, she looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah. I didn't even catch her name. I, I wrote Zia Lee versus inaction on my, on my <laughs> paper. But um, yep. the, that who whoever that uh, that creepy chick is that looks like Samara from the ring sitting in the chair. I don't know what that's all about, but everything about this intrigues me. Yeah. Now WWE has filed for a million trademarks in the last two weeks, um, and I assume that maybe they don't know which name they're going to give this person. But I'm guessing that either they have a whole squad coming in, or this this person is you know going to be one of those names. Um, Last woman standing match. Raquel Gonzalez got the win after she powerbombed Ripley through the stage in 17 minutes and 28 seconds. My question, John, is Dakota Kai still in the CWC locker? (laughs) I mean, if they didn't move that big trunk out of the way, you might not even be hearing her scream right now. That was... uh... (laughs) That was a pretty uh, intense match. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I had not, I did not have high hopes for this. Um, Raquel, I can give or take, and Rhea Ripley, I'm not a big fan, but she, you know, she won me over on this match. You know, the w- once she got powerbombed on the edge of the table instead of the middle of the announcers' table, and her back wrapped around that. I mean, I'm sure she was just going on adrenaline after that, man. Mm-hmm. That kill and it was cool how Raquel ripped her hand out of the out of the fence and was beating Rhea up with the broken mangled piece of fence a lot of creative stuff going on in here and the the big thing that I seen was Raquel set up a chair upside down which I've never seen before they didn't use it it got kicked out of the way but I've, I've seen chairs stood up where people get smashed onto the seat of it or smashed onto the back of it or it's flat or upside down flat. But I've never seen it upside down open where the the legs are sticking up and somebody's got the possibility of go, like taking pegs to the face. And that was that was something I'd never seen before. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Way celebrated the end of Gargano's curse. Uh, Shotzi broke that up and used her tank to – shoot Austin Theory in the groin. Uh, eventually, Dexter Loomis rang the bell, announced a mixed tag match by just immediately having a drawing ready. Um, so we went to that, and Kushida and Shotzi defeated Johnny and Candice in 10 minutes, 4 seconds, when Kushida rolled up Gargano. Um, it was a fun addition to the show, right, because they had to take out Thatcher and Ciampa, 
So they had, had to put something else in. So. Yeah, there was probably a, a short promo schedule, maybe backstage, and then they, you know, extended it, put it out on the uh, on the uh, in front of the camera, and then had a match around it. But um, I mean, it was basically a squash, but a long squash because yeah. all they did was run away, run away, run away. They didn't get much offense in the Garganos, but they don't need to. This is the best I've ever seen Johnny, and he, like I never cared about Johnny until he became a heel recently. I oh, love yeah. this Johnny. Yeah, they uh, they had that police escort to the building too, which is you know something that I assume they had planned or they did on short notice. So, were the color off on my TV, or were they like orange and green lights? It was weird. Yeah, it was. It had a little bit of a different look to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Finn Balor defeats Kyle O'Reilly with I, I just wrote a modified crossface. I think there's probably a word for that move, but um, submission. When we were talking about this match, I did not think submission on Kyle O'Reilly, but they did have a good story with the whole, um, you know, revenge on the jaw, which then led to, you know, this submission on, you know, this crossface submission. So good match, I think. Yeah, I've never seen I've never seen a guy bite the rope to get out of a submission hold. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, the finish, it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a Rings of Saturn. Yes. With a cross face in front of it, it was devastating. <laughs> yes, yeah. So um, we had several announcements throughout the show as well. Um, next week, the Dusty Cup matches that we know so far are Undisputed Era versus Brazongo and Ever Rise versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. You've already kind of led with the Grizzled Young Veterans. You think is going to win that side. Um, but we've got Undisputed Era and Brazongo. We didn't get any other matches announced. Um, but we did get a takeover. NXT is going to take over Valentine's Day, um, to which every wrestling wife out there is incredibly pissed. <laughs> well, luckily for her, the the it's a Sunday, so she'll probably be making the husband take him out Saturday or Friday night instead, and there then he'll go. get the Sunday night to himself. <laughs> um, and then the women's. Dusty Rhodes tag team classic. No dates associated with this or anything like that. But just what, what teams do you think are going to get thrown in here? I, I mean, I can think of Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, and after that, you know, there's not a ton. I, I think you're going to see like the Riot Squad in there. Um, I think uh, I don't. Know, maybe they'll put Billy Kay and Peyton Royce together for a one-off. You know that would be cool to see them back together. Even though you know they're they're not the best, it'd just be cool to see them reunite, and that'd sure. be fun. But uh, um, maybe Candice and Indy. Yeah, since, since the the other Gargano, the other way c competitors are going in the men's. Yeah, you know, I guess you got Raquel and Dakota too, but it just it kind of feels like Raquel is going to be wrapped up into singles. Um, so maybe Tegan comes back and. I don't know who she would team with. You got Ember Moon and uh, Shotzi, possibly. So yeah, that's yeah, that's possible. You know, Tony Storm's out there too. So if Raquel's getting the title shot, maybe Tony teams with you know. Yeah, so there's options for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, any other tag teams? Any. Uh, any advice you'd give on the uh, the tag team classic? 
Any advice I give on the tag team classic? Um, I don't think so. Not right now, man. Uh, <laughs> any any advice in general? <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Words of advice with John Smith. Well, if you're gonna have, well, here's a word of advice. Actually, if you're gonna start a segment about words of advice, you should think more about what the words of advice are gonna be than what the graphic is gonna be. Because I spent so much time thinking about what I wanted to put on there that I was racking my. I had something last night. I forgot to write it down, and then today I was like, "What was it? What was it? What was it?" And now, just the fact that I can't remember is the word of advice. Write, write stuff down, okay? And this this all came. This all started from when a couple weeks ago. I didn't even mean to to say it. It was just it was on my mind. You know, I my back was hurting. I used icy hot. And I didn't wash, get it all off my hands before I used the bathroom. And that was my word of advice. <laughs> make sure it's all off your hands before the, you use the bathroom. And it's it's gone from there. So I'll have something better for you next week. But, you know, be prepared. You know, preparedness <laughs> is, is my word of advice for this week. <laughs> that's a pro tip from uh from john smith and if you need help on any matter at all and you would like john's advice on the subject i encourage you to send us an email you can do it you can send an email to me at ryan at minutesdebelltime.com and we will get that over to john and maybe he'll answer your question on the show so okay so let's talk about dynamite that's the other show of course on wednesday nights um and they were they're jam-packed so chris jericho was on commentary we were there live when I was there live. You know, they did a whole big shindig so they could we could all sing Judas. Um, and then the opening contest was SCU and the Young Bucks defeating the acclaimed and TH2 in nine minutes and 54 seconds. It was an Arabian moonsault assisted Meltzer driver for the pin. So, um, you know, all good. SCU still got their win, so I guess they're not breaking up yet. Uh, and Kazarian said that they'll back up the Young Bucks. Um, at all times, unless they're competing. So I guess we, uh, they stay alive. Yeah, it was, a, it was good for a spot fest. I mean, there was really no story behind it. So it was good for what it was, good way to open the show. Yeah, I think if people were switching back and forth, they would have, and they, and they watched for like a minute on each show, they would have flipped back and watched Cross versus Priest. I think that was the better opener, I think. Um, John Moxley said he was on the bad end of a bad deal, but he'll be living in Kenny Omega's blind spot from here on out. So, uh, which we saw wasn't the, wasn't the last we saw of John Moxley for the night. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Chuck Taylor agrees to be Miro's young boy if Miro defeats him next week. And let's be honest, John, Miro's going to win that match, right? I mean, <laughs> it's like I, the real question is, what is Miro going to make Chuck Taylor do? What the heck is a young boy? It sounds a little too creepy for me, a little too, a little too twenty twenty one for my taste. Like it's the current year. Well, I remember in a, in a Wrestle House, uh, Johnny Swinger's young boy was Crazy Steve, and the, it comes from Japan, right? You as you have like an older older wrestler, one of the guys from the dojo is kind of like your young boy, carries your bags, you know, helps you with your arrangements. You're their oh. mentor. It's like a trade, right? They you mentor them. And they help you get through life because your knees are shot and your back is shot, type of thing. I've never heard that 
term before. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wardlow defeated Jake Hager with the F10 in 10:18. Clean. I speculated on Tuesday that MJF was there, you know, and that would be the advantage that he needed, but it was a clean win. So, um, and then later in the night, MJF gave him a pep, gave Hager a pep talk. So MJF's really actually, you know, there's always a little bit of a motive behind him, but he kind of feels like the character is evolving into a bit of a leader. So. Yeah, I think I I think he's being facetious the whole time. I think he, his end game is to take over that that whole that whole crew. Yeah. I was just really surprised with Wardlow's technical ability, considering you know what what type of wrestler, actual like amateur wrestler and fighter that Hager was, and Wardlow was keeping up with him. I I, I view Wardlow as kind of the modern day Rhino. I love him. Yeah, I like Wardlow a lot too. I think he took most of the offense in that match. Uh-huh which to me is like one of two things. Maybe he's not good at selling yet, or maybe they just wanted to show him showcase his offense. So, right. Um, in the next segment, private party brought the gin. Snoop dog brought the juice. Matt Hardy brought the contracts. Private party gave Hardy a percentage of their income, but Hardy left them with the ability to use third party platforms like cameo and Twitch and, and things like that. There was actually a clause in the contract that their new name is Hardy's Privates. <laughs> uh, advice from John Smith is maybe read the fine print. <laughs> <laughs> During the TNT Championship weigh-in, we find out that Brian Cage outweighs Darby Allen by 100 pounds. Uh, the segment eventually, of course, ended up with Sting coming out, Team Taz retreating, they stared at each other, blah, blah, blah. Um, we really need Sting to do something. I mean, I, I think that's. I, I'm. I don't think that you can you can get the payoff for the stare down for many very many more weeks. I think it's already run its course. So they need to do something with him. Um, Marco Stunt in the back. He begins to cut a promo on behalf of Jurassic Express, uh, but FTR interrupted, and Marco eventually decided to kick Luchasaurus out of next week's match, and it will be Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy versus FTR on next week's uh, New Year's Smash show. So good luck, Marco. Yeah, big mistake there. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was more of a fan of the negative one promo on Marco Stunt from that, that they played earlier. What was that, from Dark last week or something? It was. Well, it was. Uh, Travis, another uh, host of the show, he would like to know why there's a weigh-in when there's no weight class. I would say because Taz probably demanded it, kayfabe, just to point out the size difference and get in Darby Allen's head. And, of course, you know, the the background is we got to do a weigh-in so we can clearly show everybody that there's a 100-pound difference here. So when Darby wins the match, it's like, oh, my God, these odds that he's overcome. Um, but there is no, there is no like logical like, oh, Cage is a pound over, so he's disqualified from competing. That that was never going to happen. But that's life. Um, Snoop Dogg escorted Cody Rhodes to the ring, where Cody defeated Matt Seidel with the crossroads in ten minutes five seconds. Throughout the match, Cody inadvertently hit Serpentico, and Chaos Project stormed the ring afterwards to work over Cody Rhodes, but Seidel made the save, and eventually we got to see a Snoop Dogg splash to end the segment. Um, not good. 
right? Not good. Yeah, that splash was – oh, it, it went right in line with Cody Rhodes for me, so. <laughs> this guy? <laughs> well, you know me. I fast-forwarded that match. So <laughs> once I saw Snoop Dogg getting involved, I stopped and and, uh, and and figured out what was going on. But that was that was a god-awful splash. He landed on his knees and hands because he thought he was going to knock the wind out of himself or something. Yeah, you know – Honestly, I think it would have been, you know, they had to put Snoop Dogg in the Cody segment, right? Because of the big show, we'll go big show. Um, but I feel like they could have used Snoop Dogg with the acclaimed earlier in the night for a more like logical um, partnership. Or even if Snoop Dogg came out with uh, the Kazarian and Daniels or something, you know, like to kind of battle against him, like they could have played to their strengths a little bit there, I think. But. Yeah, but it has to. Everything's got to be about Cody. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. You know, if Cody's booking it, he's gonna win. He's gonna get the celebrity. He's get the. He gets the Sting segments. You know, he gets it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, in in this case, it's certainly because of the Go Big Show. But but. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, despite being bit on the shoulder, Hikaru Shida beat Abaddon with a running knee strike, eight minutes twenty seven seconds. Um, match was there. Uh, like we said, I think we're we're setting up for the good doctor. I think she's got Thunder Rosa next week. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, the other thing is not the look, but she doesn't have the skills yet. Yeah, yeah, she she has the presence. Um, she's actually really good in that area. It's just the in, the in ring stuff has to be worked on. As I was sitting there in the arena, I said to uh, my wife, who was with me, I really thought there might be a run in at the end of that match to set up. Her next, uh, you know, her her next opponent, and I was thinking, man, wouldn't it be cool if Riho came out right now? Um, you know, the first ever AEW Women's Champion. Uh, you know, it'd be they're two baby faces, so that's kind of hard to to work through. But um, Rio's stardom contract's over, so you know she's technically available to come back. Um, so not sure, but I, I thought that would be kind of a cool moment. And I'm sure there was a lot of things in the in the way of doing anything like that. But um, the main event started early, about 9:30, and Kenny Omega defeated Ray Phoenix in 16 minutes 57 seconds with a one-winged angel. There was like 10 minutes left in the show, so you knew something was coming up. Um, Kingston, Butcher, and the Blade were shown taking out Pentagon and Pac in the backstage, uh, which cleared the path for Omega to end Phoenix's career, as Don Callis said. But before we even get to the aftermath, the match was really good. Um, a lot of a lot of really good spots in it. Ray Phoenix is just a terrific talent. Um, we never thought that he would beat Kenny Omega, but you know, good match. Yeah, I've never seen a, like a one-on-one Phoenix match. He's um, he's kind of new to me. He's just you know more of a AEW tag team kind of guy. Yeah, he, I've seen a couple, but usually it's like in a three-way or just a you know random match. But this, I've never seen seen him go all out, and I'm sold on him. I think he might be my new best friend instead of Penta. <laughs> um. But before Omega could do any further damage, the Varsity Blondes, that's Brian Pillman and Griff Garrison, for those keeping track, uh, they came in to break things up, but they, that, that didn't work out because the Good Brothers came through the crowd wearing tag team titles from Impact. 
Um, then the AEW Dark Squad hit the ring, try to make a save. The Good Brothers and Omega took all of them out. And eventually the Unbucks came out to kind of try to settle things down. And the show ended with, you know, all of them in the middle of the ring doing the two sweet. Um, Young Bucks looked a little hesitant about the situation, but, you know, that was a pretty cool ending to the show as having the Good Brothers show up. We've been waiting for the crossover, waiting for the crossover, but um, we got it now. So, I, you know, I thought maybe like Rich Swan and Machine Guns would come too to kind of set up that match for Hard to Kill, but maybe next week. Yeah, I think uh, I think this was necessary for AEW. I didn't, I I didn't foresee it happening. I never even thought the Bucks would join them. But the second it happened, I was like, "This is perfect." And you know me, I'm not a young Bucks guy at all. It's just the it, it fits. It seems like like NWO light, but not in a bad way. Not in a in a like you're doing something that's already been done way. It's just like it gives you the same feeling that NWO forming kind of gave you back in the day. Right. Right. Well, um, that's how the show ended. Um, there are a whole bunch of stuff announced for next week, including Brian Cage versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship, Chuck Taylor versus Miro. We've talked about those. Serena Deeb versus Tay Conti, the NWA Women's Championship. The Elite, that's Kenny Omega and the Bucks, uh, they're going to be in action. Jurassic Express versus FTR, Pac versus Eddie Kingston, the Inner Circle's New Year's Resolutions, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, and we've also got Cody Rhodes in Britt Baker's waiting room. So uh, that's all been advertised either on the show last night or in Twitter afterwards. So on the subject of last night at NXT, I have a couple of questions for you. And we are running into overtime here, but um, I think these are questions worth asking. Um, I asked John about Impact yesterday. I want to ask you today. Is there a woman that you think will be NXT champion in 2021? Um, you know, other than the obvious, I guess. Well, the like uh, the, the obvious you're saying, I think Shotzi Blackheart is eventually going to have that title, but I think the means to get it on her is going to be Tony Storm. Some might think it's Raquel Gonzalez, but I think Io is going to beat Raquel, and then I think Tony Storm is going to be the one to take it from her most likely through deceitful means, but then they, I, I could even see it being a one week reign, two week, you know, one month. And then that title's going on Shotzi at some point. It's, it's, it's like, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, destiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and is there a tag team that you think will be tag champs in 2021? Again, the obvious choice is grizzled young veterans. I definitely see them taking it at some point. Um, but possibly Everize, but probably not. Um, yeah, I, I, I think once grizzled young veterans get it, they're going to hold on to it for a while. That makes sense. And then finally, a wild prediction for a first-time winner of the NXT Championship. Okay. Um, well, as you know, you th I think Karrion Cross is going to end up taking the belt from Balor, uh, hopefully like sooner than later. <clears throat> I could also see him holding that belt until you know the beginning of 2022, but if he doesn't, I would love to see him lose it to Dexter Loomis. Okay. I think that would be they're, – they, they're almost the same exact personality, but they project it in two totally different ways. That's and I'd love to see them go at it together, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, there's our, there's your NXT 
thoughts and predictions and, and whatnot from John. Okay, so let's move into trivia. We are, are you ready? You stretched? We already told you it's Finn Balor trivia. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest Finn Balor guy, but I do know my NXT and WWE trivia, so I'm, I think I'll be good with it. All right, here we go. Okay, today's trivia is brought to you by the Primetime Rundown. Tune in tomorrow night for episode number 46 of the Primetime Rundown with Ian Schreier and Rob DeLuca as they bring you the latest preview of NFL Wild Card Weekend and more. They'll be welcoming Casey Bryant and Larry Pertokowitz. Coverage begins tomorrow at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer and I-95 Sports Network, Zingo Channel 198. John, we're talking about Finn Balor, the rules here. You have five questions. A simple majority correct gets you the W. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. And Finn Balor defeated Kevin Owens in this international city to become the NXT champion on July 4th. 2015 was it a dublin b london c belfast or d tokyo uh, i want to say dublin it was tokyo tokyo that would have been, that would have been my last guess okay yeah be beast from the east or something the the event was called at SummerSlam 2016 finn balor defeated seth rollins to become a, Universal Champion, B, Intercontinental Champion, C, WWE Champion, or D, nah, this was just a singles match. The first ever Universal Champion. It was the Universal Championship due to injury. GM Foley announced the title would be vacated the next night. Kevin Owens would become the new champion seven days later. It was interesting since Finn Balor beat Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship. Now he um he won it that night actually it wasn't seven days later. I'll have to uh, review my lineage. I think on the uh, pretty sure, but uh, I, I, I could be wrong. Sorry. Um, Finn Balor won the Intercontinental Championship in a one-on-two handicap match at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in 2019. Who did he defeat? Was it A. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, B. Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush? C, Luke Harper and Rowan, or D, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre? Lashley and Leo. It was Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Lashley's yeah. championship, Leo took the pin. Yes, Balor would drop the belt back to Lashley on March 11th, but he would win it back from Lashley at this event. Was it A, Money in the Bank, B, SummerSlam, C, WrestleMania, or D, Extreme Rules? WrestleMania. It was WrestleMania 35, and the reign would last 97 days before Balor lost the championship to Shinsuke Nakamura on the Extreme Rules kickoff show. Balor would go on to lose to The Fiend at SummerSlam, which pretty much uh, finished up his WWE time. Uh, he went back to NXT afterwards. Um, interesting thing about that handicap elimination chamber thing. Balor won the championship in a handicap match at Elimination Chamber 2019. Sami Zayn won a championship, won the same championship in a handicap match at Elimination Chamber 2020. Uh, different, different odds, right? Sami Zayn was part of the three-man unit to go against one Roman, <laughs> uh, and Finn Balor overcame the odds of a one-on-two. So, uh, but all of that 
brings us to the present day where Finn Balor and Adam Cole tie each other in a four-way Ironman match with Adam Cole, uh, Ciampa, and Gargano. Cole and Balor would then advance and wrestle each other the next week. Balor would win the championship. This match occurred on a special themed episode of NXT, and I'm asking you what the theme was. Was it A, Great American Bash, B, Super Tuesday, C, Halloween Havoc, or D, All Brawl? Great American Bash. Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday. But you went three. You got three right. Three for five. So you get the uh, the Goldberg. And I mean that was a good that was a good showing. Like I said, here's the uh, here's the score of tally. Uh, Al's got five. John DeCani's got five. You got three. Travis's in the tail, but he got he got WCW Monday Nitro number one was his uh, his topic. And I, I'm thinking that nobody nobody was going to do well on that one. So, <laughs> so we'll have to give him some layups next next week to even the odds out. Um, John, anything else before we get out of here? Um, another word of advice: be more prepared. <laughs> Very good. All right, everybody. That's our show. We'll catch you tomorrow.